Blog Talk Radio. Just a good old boy. Obama's gonna put you in jail. Never meaning no harm. You guys are all gonna go to jail. It's all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. I'm coming day and night. But we tortured some folks. Hitler had plans. See through all of your lies, Barack Obama, you wicked, wicked devil! Don't bitch kick him! The ball to see. Holy shit, man. That's the other bill, that's terrorist! Other building? That's terrorist, bro! That's fucking terrorist! Hello, my little trolls, my little sock puppets. We are tuned in to Hate Radio, broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the terror mask, put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate. Fox News is propaganda. Wait till you hear tonight's episode of Hate Radio. Put the kids to bed because we're talking dirty on the Chronicle.su. Radio Hate is brought to you proudly by these cisgender shitlords at Liebel Drucker Incorporated. This HO Daddy's multinational conglomeration of chemical wholesalers. This is a whole new era of neoliberalism. Joining us tonight is cisgender internet columnist Kilgore Trout of the Internet Chronicle.su Hate Radio Consortium. But as always, we're going to open tonight's episode with a prayer to England. Whoa, hala, mala, hala, hola, hola, fubu, Nike, praise, hate, sec, McDonald's, Kilgore, in the aging, but still quite virile, Larry Flint, on top of Mount Gox. This is Hate Radio. Kilgore, what's up? Uh, uh, you didn't say amen. Duh, that's right, um, amen. And... Well, let me tell you about the Bitcoin. Mount Gox? They've been scamming everybody, whoever used them. I think I used Mount Gox once. You know, Mount Bo- did you buy or trade Bitcoins? Oh, I sold. They were siphoned directly into the owner's account. No. Yes. That's why he was arrested? Yes. 650,000 Bitcoins. He was siphoning them once to take... He took him one Satoshi at a time. <laughs> He's just like you or me. He steals his Bitcoins one Satoshi at a time. Yep, that's right. Uh, you know what I heard on Reddit Conspiracy today? There was an article declaiming the truth about Alex Jones that he's a – a um, well, he's got – in one hand, he's got the paranoid news stories that you can't stop tuning into. And in the other, 
he's got the solution, the uh, the silver uh, chemtrail, uh, colloidal silver that you breathe into. The silver. It counters, perfectly counters chemtrails. Um, and he'll sell the, the survival stuff, you know, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. My Patriot Supply. Right. He sells every he sells fucking uh, body armor, you know? Gets you all afraid that they're going to take your guns. And, Infidel and body armor. Right, and he's selling guns himself. So someone points this out, this obvious hypocrisy out, and the, the number one upvoted comment when I was there was, what Alex Jones does is no different than what any of us do to make money, and that he is just he's just like us, you know this is how everybody does it. Money doesn't make you a conspiracy, and that it's just a one dimensional way to look at truth is is through the money, and that that's uh anti conspiracy to look at the money. Right. If you can look at it like it's just a business, then uh, you can't even really be mad that somebody is taking the truth and distorting it because you would do the same thing. And Right, he, which just totally erases any kind of criticism of, of him as a mere, you know, fear-monger, money-maker, you know. Well, it's people say the same thing about... Um, not that he's the polar opposite, but Rush Limbaugh. They say that, oh, you know, he's just a businessman. He knows what he's doing. People that go to parties, they say he's this. Um, oh, he's an entertainer, yeah. Yeah. And that's what that was another comment. That was not the most popular one, the most, but but the another guy said, yeah, it's kind of an entertainment show, and I listened to it for some kicks, and yeah, definitely sounds like he's really influenced by, uh, well, you know. Uh, powerful government in, interests, you know. Maybe he, he is. Hands, he's in the grips of some kind of big corporate government kind of, you know. He he's work. He he's not working for truth. He's he's kind of pushing for, uh, you know, what what would you say the neo libertarian agenda, anti government yeah. agenda? I'd say so. Sure. That's I just made that up. But well, here's the thing: is he can ride any ideology to profit this is this just happens to be one that he's well versed in if you go back and watch his old documentaries from the 90s right uh you know he would he would say anything if it made him money if he knew how to say something better but this is the best thing he can say for the best profits and it's obvious that his, his audience grows and grows and his truth content just dips you know his entertainment content's off the wall, though. He, he's, he's, <laughs> he might as well be Guy Fieri up there every day. You know, uh, remember that day we were out in the sun in the in a uh, you know beautiful park with families playing, yeah. and and you you're like, hey, let's turn on some Alex Jones, and like five minutes into it, you're just like, no, this is wrong. This yeah. can't be true because you're saying like everybody is a fraud, everybody. Nobody is their real selves. Everybody is just lying. Everybody's living in a dream and a lie and a dream. And you look at Al, you see these happy people, and you just can't. Nah. You just can't take that dark. And like view. we were comfortable. Yeah, so you <laughs> just turn it off, you know. Like, yeah, that's that was crap. It was. I. It was also just really harsh too. It was. It didn't. 
like you said, it didn't suit the moment at all, but it was it was offensive even. Grating on the nerves just to hear that voice. You know? Right. Really, yeah, and I don't think it was even Alex Jones. It was his fucking stand-in. Uh, the boring guy. Yeah, with that with that low droning voice, it doesn't even get into the flubbery kind of gravel you might get with Alex, good old Alex Jones. But um, he, uh, for a couple weeks there, was selling bitcoins himself. You know, everybody was on that Bitcoin game. And when- that, <laughs> what did he say? He was like, well. You know, it's a fiat currency, but I'm still not sure whether it's it's uh, you know going to be worth anything after the after the collapse because who's going to have computers in anyway? I remember when uh, we were on the Bitcoin craze, and I had the because I had money in the Bitcoins and I had the apps on my phone. That drove yeah. me fucking crazy. I was <laughs> checking it every thirty seconds, man. It was like and it's going up, 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 and like I had this hard on for money, <laughs> and then. Um, Congress and the Senate, they had that big meeting, and I turned into this fucking auto libertarian where I was like, don't you fuck with my <laughs> bitcoins. Don't you try to regulate my bitcoins, you know? Yeah. Turn, uh, it turned me into your hands. You were like flying that yellow flag, don't tread on me. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, she was saying like, dude, just uninstall that shit and sell your Bitcoin because you're driving me fucking crazy. I got out of bed in the middle of the night and I went home and sold my Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> it was like four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I got out of her bed. I ran across the, the street and sold my Bitcoin in the middle of the night in a midnight panic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how many of those Satoshis went into this um, this Mt. Gox? God only knows, right? Six hundred fifty thousand bitcoins he skimmed. That's a lot of skimming. Holy shit! That's not exactly skimming. That's like putting your fist gouging. in there and it's a huge gouging. And they say he was using while your bitcoins were stored there. He was making huge uh, bets on it without anything to back it up with. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. If Damn. you had your if you had your coins stored at you know, kind of like a bank. Well, kind of. Except for what makes this totally illegal is it was just his personal. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it was like at the horse insurance, and it was kind of like he had no, he didn't tell anybody about it. Nobody signed up for that, you know. <laughs> I'm sure he thought, I'm sure he said to himself, "Oh, this is what just what the banks do," but it wasn't. It wasn't. And I mean, he must have felt like a total cad when he lost like most of them. You imagine your Bitcoin mania translated to six hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> I bet he's so relieved that they finally caught him. He's probably in jail, like, and got him out of this. Yeah. You know? I'm finally out of it, finally. Forty years of prison is going to be better than <laughs> whatever he was feeling before that. Being a billionaire, right? A 650,000 billionaire. And the government, they come and they try to take away his bitcoins. He doesn't even <laughs> have them because he's gone and bettered them all at the horse tracks. That's Alex Jones. 
That's all. That's all the banks do. That's what. <laughs> well, how's it any different than when you take it down to the bank? <laughs> and he's telling everybody to pull their money out of the banks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Put it in gold. Because <laughs> his dogs can take that from you with, at gunpoint. Tonight, um, when I got home, I'm out here in the mountains right now, and I was. Uh, I just stood in a nice, shady part of the yard, and I was taking a piss, just staring up at the at the Milky Way. You can see the Milky Way really well from where I am out here. I mean, you can even see some color in it. Okay. And so I was just standing there taking a piss, real long piss, you know, because we're getting up there in age, and our uh, prostates are like not not doing it. You know, we're not. We can't shoot a load across the room anymore. So I was taking a nice long piss, and uh, and I looked down, and I realized that, like, the whole time I've been pissing, the dog is standing there drinking it, like midstream, as I've been pissing. (laughs) I was like, how long has he been doing this? I didn't even think to tell him to stop. You know, dogs find um, litter boxes to be like a chocolate box, you know. They keep going back for another another thing, and it's probably a different flavor each. Depending on what the cat eats. Yeah. And if the cat has a, it yeah. eats like a mouse or something, that's probably hitting the jackpot when you go up to the litter box and it tastes like, like a real live animal. That's like by a human would consider that. That's like the human flavor of biting into a chocolate uh, chocolate truffle, you know, one of those really dank ones. With the, the creamy, uh, almost like liquidy insides, which are really soft and gooey. Yeah. You get like some mouse entrails. That mouse <coughs> pissing itself inside the the cat's mouth. As it's eating it, and the dog can taste that that third animal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you ever had a turducken? No. You know what it is, of course. No. I don't know, I don't know what that is. Well, tell the folks at home what a turducken is. It's a it's a holiday treat where you get a turkey and you got it and cut open its chest and. And you do the same to a chicken and a duck, and you put them inside each other and sew it all up. And then you cook it. It probably takes all day, and cut it up. And there, you, and there's like this, you know, all the meat in the world, all the all the all the all the birds you'll ever want to eat. That sounds like tripe. No, tripe is the intestines, man. I, that's what you're telling me, right? That's what I thought. Well, you don't eat the intestines. No, you eat the meat part. You cut out the guts and you throw them away. Turducken? Yeah. It's just the meat. Well, then why don't you just call it the meat? Yeah. It's, uh, we, we call it that sometimes when we're eating it. How you like that meat? You, know? <laughs> you call it turducken just to change it up? No, you know, you know what they call every food in the world? In Shetland? What? Meat. Really? Yeah. 
Did Topiary tell you that? No, man. I I listened to one of Topiary's tweets. He, he, there's this band, this singer called Alex Cooper, and he like he, Alex Cooper. Except it's his name is Alex, and he sings about things on Shetland in a heavy Shetland accent. And um, whenever he's talking about food, he calls it net. And they don't say meat; they, they pronounce it net. Any kind of food, he's talking about net. Net. Yeah. That's pretty. That kind of. That's cool. I like that word, net. Yeah. Next time uh, I'm I'm eating a burger or something, I'll just uh, tell somebody that, what do you say? Like, I'm eating some really good net. This uh, net is dank right now. Net. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some good <laughs> net. Yeah. Oh, and then I think this is just plain Scottish, maybe, but nickel and muckle, you know, about those words. I've heard the words. I'm in Stimpy, I heard that. Mickle is a little bit, muckles a lot. Many a mickle, mucks a mickle, something like that. What's happening on Twitter that's funny right now? Well, there's... I read this thing today that... um, I don't know if you've noticed the kind of hate for Slavoj Žižek out there on some parts of Twitter... They call him a socialist and stuff? No, they call him a Nazi. Yeah. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Or they call him a fascist, really. I guess he's more No, I have fascist. seen that. I saw somebody call him a fascist yesterday. What's constantly, that about? Constantly. They're Is he obsessed. a fascist? Well, I, I don't think Lacanian psychoanalysis or Marxism are particularly popular fascist lines of thought. I mean, it's pretty far off. I think you can call anybody a fascist if you don't like them. Well, I think that's the idea. And then, especially among communists, this is a very important thing to call people because that's supposedly the opposite of communism, right? Fascism? They're supposed to hate each other. Is there a good... Is there a place where it's so, you can like use it as a compliment, like among other fascists? If no. somebody says, "Hey, you're no. you know, a total fascist," right? Now. No, really? uh, Well, <clears throat> I think that a lot of people would, behind closed doors, be like the fascists are right, and plenty of people will say the Nazis were right out in the open. We've, yeah, we. <laughs> but I mean, if you want to look for fascists on the internet, they're thick. And, but I don't see why Slavoj Žižek. Is even close. Yeah, but a Twitter fascist might as well be a fucking Twitter libertarian or a Twitter Hillary voter. Well, Twitter, a Twitter Hillary voter, probably, I think a Hillary might tend more towards left totalitarianism, which isn't fascist at all. Um, it's more like neoliberal, which is kind of, uh, you know. Neoliberalism the, the is its own. TPP, yeah, yeah. it's very. Fascism. Neoliberal. Fascist. Google or Walmart brand fascism. Neoliberal is what what Nazi Germany wished they were. And they sort of picked it up in like later Germany, but they had to leave the Nazism behind on account of losing the war. 
the anti-Semitism, the, the well, there's you can you can draw it any way you want. You know, it's really such a loose thing, fascism. You can just uh, you can bend it to suit any situation. It's, it's, I mean, that's the what do you call it? The not the what law is that? The law of, uh, of the internet. Everyone you... turns into Hitler, apparently. Oh, Godwin. That's right. Godwin's law. Yeah. Where you can reduce any argument uh, to the Nazis. Which is kind of what we just arrived at, but yeah. but Slavoj Zizek. Well, the Godwin's yeah. law says that eventually any conversation will take you back to Nazism. Yeah. A, comp- a comparison to Nazis is basically all it is. Yep. You invoke that image. So Zizek, according to some, might as well be Gestapo or a Himmler yeah. or a Joseph Mengele, the angel of death in the concentration camps. Slayer wrote a song about him. What did they say? Uh, well... <laughs> They say it all so fast. <laughs> you know who was talking about Joseph Mengele? Everybody on in the Republican Party on Twitter. They were talking about him because of this Planned Parenthood uh, undercover video. Oh, human experiments. Right, and they're saying that because these babies are for these fetuses are for sale, it's kind of like they're accusing, you know. You're as bad as the Nazis. It's a Godwin, right? <laughs> You're just like Mengele. There's the um, there's a company Bayer uh, benefited from Mengele's work. I mean, we have some painkillers from Bayer that we would have never known about it if it wasn't for his work. Well, let's talk about polyurethane. That was the Nazis. How about? Um, but was that from human experimentation, or was that just engineering? It's just engineering, I think, but who knows? They might have been pouring hot fucking molten urethane on people. Just to say that they didn't, you know? You're like, yeah, this feels so good. Yeah. Look how it cauterized that man's whole entire face. That's pretty dark shit. We shouldn't be joking. Dude, I'm reading the words of, of um, Commander X right now through Operation On On Down, which is hij- hijacking this this Anon who got shot in Canada. Oh, okay. And <clears throat> he says, um, what do you say? Now that is genuinely lulzy. Canada is bringing Anonymous back big time right now. Can't wait until sunrise. Sometimes Anonymous pranks are even better than the serious business. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I lulz you tomorrow. Oh, God. Um, uh, a sunrise... Prophecy. Prank. There's going to be a prank. Commander X is going to prank everyone in revenge for the dead Anon. Under what name is he doing this? Up and on down. Uh, uh, you can. And how do we know it's him? How do we know it's him? Well, we don't. But it has all the trademarks of a Commander X account. It's got the op. <laughs> it's it was created immediately upon the, even before it was really a, a big thing. 
And uh, oh, okay, he has five thousand followers with this account. It, 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 that grew in the past week. All this, all those five k. Sometimes anonymous pranks are even better than the serious business. Oh, yeah, I know. This is so lame. This <laughs> is so fucking lame. <laughs> it's serious pranks. It's gonna. It's the not serious prank. It's going to be even more serious than the serious stuff. You got so many layers of irony here. It's beyond. It's beyond the. Well, you would say it's like five layer irony, right? The Taco Bell five layer irony. Yeah. (laughs) Remember, remember. That was originally started as a joke that went serious. That is. Now doing a joke, but they're they're delivering it without their unintentional layer of irony, where it's again serious. It's like four or five if you even start thinking about it more. Yeah, we could because we could just keep uh, going back and forth through the history. Yeah. <laughs> like a game of ping pong. Now, have you seen this anonymous space TV show, Mr. Robot? Uh, I asked her told me about it. What did she say? She said that it's, uh, I think she said oh, it's actually pretty good, and I think that was like the extent of it. She said it was uh, somewhat accurate and not embarrassing the way it portrays that culture. Well, there's this character who's obviously very autistic or Asperger's out or has some social anxiety or not. It's not like there's, but he does go to a therapist, so he has something going on. But he is doxing everyone around him. (laughs) And I don't mean that in like releasing their dox to anonymous, but he's like looking into their shit really, really deep and fucking with them. Researchingly. Yeah. And he works for the. evil corporation but he hates them right and all it takes is like so and this is what I don't get is because it's like kind of just an absurd situation they use the right hacking lingo and stuff but like the business he works for gets DDoSed and then in the middle of the DDoS when he gets to the computers he's like oh no they've installed a rootkit and then he has to fly on an airplane like across the country and on account of the root kit. On account of the root kit, so he, because he needs oh, to. Oh, because he needs to get to the server, I guess. He needs he needs clear access, and he's and and there's a very tense scene with these blinking red, uh, red and green lights where he has to type some stuff really fast to cleverly stop this root kit from getting around. And when he does get down to it, he's like, now I've got to find their calling card. And he finds the calling card, and it says, don't delete this. And it's a test. And some guy shows up on the subway, and it's like, "Did you del- don't follow me if you deleted it. And then he gets there, and they're like, we need root access. So it's like they just they're just testing him, you know? Yeah, shit testing him. They're shit testing him to see if he's they're all red colors. He's cool, and and they're like um, and he is cool. Apparently, he didn't delete the thing. Right, he is cool, and he joins anonymous, and the anonymous uses a new kind of opsec. They actually kind of say, "Oh, we used to hang out in our. There used to be this group that hung out in IRC, but a single guy turned it all 
turned everyone in, you know, hundreds uh, of people. Right. So now we meet up at this abandoned amusement park. Jesus. And and reality is our encryption, he says. And that was Yeah, like, I knew there would be a was, moment. There was that was a really awful thing they and the but it's a necessity of a TV show that they don't have an IRC place to meet, and it's just some kind of, you know. Or else we would just be reading chat logs up and down the screen all day. They would just be sitting in their room. It would, yeah, it would be. Like a drinking bath. a Coke. <laughs> so that's, His burrito would be ready in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> buckling his pants back up as he stands up. Well, no, they create a character that you can sympathize with, which I've never seen in a hacker show or movie. Although he's in love with this insipid... We're out of time. We can't, we can't oh. talk anymore about this. But this is... We should actually talk about this tomorrow. This is pretty good stuff. I've said everything I have to say after that. Well, no. Well, tomorrow then we can run it into the ground. I'll have to watch the next episode to get something... <laughs> Um, all right, man. That was fun. You want to do this tomorrow? Yeah, sure. Okay. Maybe not. I don't give whatever. Uh, that's Killcore. I'm Hate Sec. This is Hate Radio. Fuck you. Oh, that's the intro. We don't want to hear the intro again. I done spent my last three cents Mailing my letter to the president didn't make a show, I didn't make a dance So I'm swinging over to this independent chain Stetson Kennedy, writing his name in Stetson Kennedy, writing his name in I can't win out to save my soul Boys are squawking and barking That's what got me out here Walking and talking Knocking on doors and windows Wake up and run down Election morning Folks.